Welcome to SlayerFest 98. I'm Ian Carlos Crawford. I'm Kimberly Ann Southwick. And I'm Zachary Patton Garcia, and we're here to talk Angel Season 2, Episode 11's Redefinition, or aka, okay, uh, When Angel Was Bad. <laughs> Before we get started, though, I'd like to talk about the Patreon. Um, subscribing to our Patreon, we have a bunch of different tiers, starting from $1 a month to $30 a month, and you can partake in our Facebook group, our Discord, that are just for Patreon subscribers. You can get access to our bonus episodes. Um, Zach and I did a Buffy tier ranking. Uh, We had an episode on Red, White, and Royal Blue, and we'll be having a bunch of video and audio episodes coming up. And um, we have Patreon Zooms to partake in and watch-alongs, and any and all support is much appreciated and helps keep this podcast going. Okay, so what did everyone think just overall of the episode. Uh, Zach, Zach, I'm curious, because I was so excited for you to watch this three-part arc, even though it ends on a little bit of a fart. I'm curious, what did you think of this like final episode of the little... It's got some great moments. It's got some great moments. It wasn't as good as the second part, as, yeah. as, as the last episode, but it's got some great moments. Um, and then it has just the, the angel cringe that I just... The, the reason I don't like angel, like when he's like, they got the moves, I got the moves, you know? Like... <laughs> I hate shit like that, but then I love, like, we'll get to, like, the shots of, like, Darla and Drew walking or, you know, the parts where um, the three are doing karaoke, you know, so it's got, it's got more good than bad. Yeah. Yes. Kim? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. The, the, like, monologue and the montage were a bit much for Angel because his character (laughs) is already kind of, like, meh uh, at this point. He hasn't really, like come into his own i mean maybe this is part of what gets him there part of um i would say though one of the things i like about the angel parts are that he doesn't say a word the whole episode and there are moments when you get towards the end where he has a chance to speak and you think he might but then him not speaking and all we get is that internal monologue i think they could have cut down on that but i do like how he doesn't say anything out loud the whole time Shit, I didn't even, Kim, until you said I that didn't right know, now. Yeah. I didn't notice it. <laughs> Leave it to women. Because I truly, yeah, it would that went right over my head. And It does kind of make the interior monologue parts like better in a way, you know, because we were getting something from him, but that's the only way, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I guess it would have been a little silly if he's walking through the tunnel going, I got the moves. He's, <laughs> they, they've got the moves. <laughs> I, which one has a PhD here and which two do not? Because both of us are like, oh, wow. I didn't even finish college. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't think this episode's bad by any means, and it's definitely better than a lot of other Angel episodes, but I think what you said, Zach, is perfectly correct um that it has more good than bad but some of the bad is real bad like the the narration is just and i know he's done that before right and like even in buffy we had that in passions he does the narration but like this was just yeah. it's brooding angel which is the angel stick that i just don't like and i'm only like i've only gotten into this angel for you ian so i'm <laughs> sticking with it for you but like on my own i wouldn't watch this because of the angel stick i don't like brooding angel okay. i do i will say it's a little better in this i have a question yes. back. is brooding yes. angel in 20 something something supposed to be hot and he's just not hot in 2023? Question Maybe mark? that's it. Because, I think that's okay, what so, it is. so yeah, so uh, Brooding Angel is terrible. I hate it. It's cringe, but it's slightly less cringe in this, which is, you know, uh, uh, contradicting what I said earlier. Just because he, when he doesn't give a fuck anymore, he's more like 
got fuck boy energy. And yes. I like that <laughs> a little bit more. So I do think he's pretty sexy in this episode. I just like any time we've got the overhanging narration, I'm just like, Ugh. Just don't yeah. speak. Just put a cigarette out on me. Don't, don't say anything else. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yeah, and like the thing about Angel, right, is we like him better with the ensemble. And while we still get the ensemble in this, he's so separated that it's just like the... I also found myself thinking, but what the fuck is he doing? Like, what? I don't know. Like he gets so angsty <laughs> and he doesn't even kill them. Like he just lights them on fire. And he's like, I mean, now I'm way jumping ahead, but when he's like, oh, they, they yeah. can fight. What does he say? Something they, I think I wrote it down. Let them fight the good fight. Someone has to fight. Oh, it's the, war. it's the, we got, we'll get to it. Let's not, let's not jump ahead oh, to that. Yeah. Yes, because I got, right. I have notes on that. <laughs> However, and all of his lines on this, if you would let Sarah Michelle Geller read them, they would, I would be, I, I, I'd be on the floor. I'd be like, this is amazing. This is like, I <laughs> add it to her most quotable lines. But right. like, it comes from him. I'm just like, just let him have the hair and like the shirt and the shaved armpits and be hot. <laughs> right. Um, so, okay. We start with, kind of like right where the last one left yeah. off, which I do like. Um, I like this arc as a whole. I wish it ended better, but I do like Angel starts doing this this season, right, Kim? And then they do do this a lot where it's like the episodes are not really like a be continued. It's just kind of like they'll have mini arcs. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how you guys feel, but for me, that does work. I do like a little mini I prefer arc. that, yeah. yeah. Better than episode of the day, oh, here's a blonde right. girl we have to save. Yes, because I never care about the blonde girl. We do talk about the blonde girl. Darla, it's always about Darla. It's always some blonde driving him over the edge. Right? This, this, would be the, uh, this would be me leaving, asking. I would be like already looking at a severance package because he's not about to do that to me. I don't think so. <laughs> I do, yeah, I do love that it's like Cordy's like, can someone explain, can someone explain what just happened here? And like, they're like, well, we got fight. She's like, no, but what happened? Yeah. Um, and I like that Gun's kind of like, I don't know, this is just a side gig. I'm going to get a burrito. But like, <laughs> he does, uh, Gun's not even walking out with a box, is he? He didn't even have a box of things there. He's like, whatever. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I live somewhere else. This wasn't really my job. Um, <laughs> I like that. I like when she, I forget what exactly, I didn't write down what exactly she says, but Cordy's saying, like, this just, and Wesley says something like, oh, it hurts. And the look on her face, I was like, man, I, yeah, yeah. I like, I have, I do have trouble reconciling all of this because, I mean, spoiler alert, but you, I'm assuming you know this, Zach. He does eventually. They get back all back together. Oh, really? With like <laughs> yeah. three and a half seasons to go, right. I, I expected them to be <laughs> apart forever. Um, forever. You know, it, it was. Uh, I was really annoyed for most of this episode with this group. And the amount they talked about Angel, but then it like rounded out right at the end because it brings them to almost their purpose. You yes. know, we're still going to go on. We don't need Angel to go on and do this. Um, but it is like it, it starts to wear on me, like from this point to about the middle when they just are only speaking about Angel. Yeah, I feel like if the characters weren't so good and the dialogue weren't so well written, I might feel the same way about them, but maybe like. I don't know. I've been annoyed with them recently, so I like them in this episode. Not that I feel like they got what they deserved or anything, but I like them sort of coming together. It takes the whole episode, but coming together on their own, even if they're going to talk about Angel to get there. Yeah, it was really good stuff. Yeah, I, I will say that the only reason it didn't bother me is because it's like kind of the same day. So it's like, not only is it like someone who they were like, you know, they considered themselves to be like this little family, but also like, 
he was their boss and that's their job. And you know what I mean? Like you do talk about that when you get fired. I mean, I'm still talking about my job I got fired from. Well, I also don't hear Cordy. Like I really like hearing Cordy talking about auditioning or whatever the hell she's doing that day. Right. And you don't, I haven't heard a whole lot of that from this season. Yeah. I think, Kim, once, don't they kind of address that eventually that like, well, I mean, once she starts to get those visions, like what, what is she supposed to do? I don't know. Even like an Arby's trip. I want to hear about that. I just want to hear about her day. So then we, you know, they part ways and then we see Angel, one of his many dramatic silent moments. He's I was like Angel Taylor Swift picture to burn. <laughs> I just I was like, what is he doing? Like, yeah. All right. You just throw them away. Like, I don't know. You don't have to like burn them. But it's more symbolic that way. Okay. He's, he's a a messy queen and we accept it. He's got got to do some pull-ups to make himself feel better. (laughs) Uh, Then we get the credits and post credits. uh, We get a little bit more of Angel doing his dramatic voiceover and getting ready to fight. But more importantly, after that, we cut to a row of dead lawyers in this (laughs) wine cellar um this is this is fun stuff I yeah like this. i i don't know i feel like i like seeing the aftermath like not you know i i just like seeing like Lindsay's a little bit in shock and like and he's just buried under those bodies yes. like they're on him and i was because i knew lila lived right so i was like looking for her and i didn't see her um but then we have him like what he's like dazed and like people are carting yeah. bodies away but he's not dazed in that he can't believe what just happened he's like <gasps> They left me. I'm a survivor. Yeah. (laughs) And then he's like very upset. Jill Roberts, you know, realizing she's not the only survivor at the end of this. (laughs) I love like how like shitty they are to each other, like from that very moment. And I also like the way it's filmed where he, it looks like he's like sideways or upside down. And then we get, he's just like leaning against a wall. So it's like, you should be laying down, like being taken care of, but no, like you're you. So you're actually standing there, like trying to figure out the rest of your life. Not like in mourning because all of these people you were just with were literally brutally murdered in front of you. (laughs) Also, speaking of the way the bodies were piled, I was like, in my brain, I was like, but so they purposely let Lila and Lindsay live, but what did they do to them? Right? Like. What did they do to them that Lindsay ended up being? I know. What's the little like nick nick on his like jawline, right? Like they like they like just like flicked him and he went flying or something. (laughs) I don't know. It's a he (laughs) because. Lila seemed a little bit more shaken up than Lindsay. Yes. yes. So I had the uh, the idea that Lindsay was around to watch most of it. Yeah. Yes. I and but I think the thing we're the thing we're supposed to also take from it is remember in the previous episode when Darla is in the office to get Drew and she like goes up to him and she's like, you're not afraid. And it's, I guess Lindsay's supposed to be like the foil to angel. Right. So he's also an angsty motherfucker. And I think it's like, he's going through his like super angsty era at this point. And so it's like, they're all too old for this. Absolutely too old for this. (laughs) (laughs) They're younger than me. I think shut up. (laughs) Um, But I do, and I do like their dynamic. I like, I'm the only one left. And then he's like, someone's like, hey, we got a live one over here. And he's like, we do. Like, he's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> We cut to Wesley. He's talking to Virginia. I don't think I've been on an episode with her yet because she's a character I often forget about. Same. I had no idea she existed. I remember him. I remember him talking about her, mm-hmm. but I 
that I have not rewatched an episode with her. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad the three of us are on the same page with this because because yeah. this lady shows up and she's talking about about compensation and unions and I'm like, who who yeah. are you? And yeah. Is this Wesley's apartment? And are you? Do you live here? Is this where your <laughs> residence is? Is this where your mail comes? So she is the throwaway person they save in Guys Will Be Guys when Wesley has to pretend to be Angel. And you think she's just like a one-off. And then they just randomly start showing, like, they talk about her. Yeah. Like, they talk about her more than they show her. Because, like, then, like, an episode later, I think is, or two episodes later, is when Wesley's telling Cordelia he's going to a movie premiere of hers and has an extra ticket. Um, They talk a lot about her more than they show her. So yeah, spoilers actually, she just kind of fades away, right? She looks like she looks like the woman who cut all her hair off in in the college party in Buffy. That's who I thought this was. Oh, she kind of does. You're right. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, she she's a character that I think they could have done more with. But I feel like she's one of the many angel characters where they were like, ah, shit, I don't know what to do with her. Well, let's just stop showing her. Yeah, we can't have Wesley dating this other person, and we don't really want to make a whole episode about it. Let's make one about a shroud instead. Uh, but i do i kind of like her character as someone who's in the know but not necessarily like fighting the good fight like she, her dad's like uh you know what is it my father always used union conjurers you know like she knows (laughs) things that like most people don't know but she's surviving on her lots of therapy and gigantic trust fund not like (laughs) you know doing the good things yeah and I, i i like that she's like very supportive of him too yeah Right? I mean, he doesn't really have someone that's, like, in his corner totally. Like, Cordy Cordy and Angel just started to get there, and then Angel fired them all. <laughs> so, I yeah, I always feel like Virginia was, like, a missed opportunity. Um, and I always wonder if, because there's that, the guy that's, like, in office space, whose name I can't remember, who plays, like, that really rich, nerdy guy, and he's in, like, three episodes. And I did read that at that time, that guy was like in a lot of things and they just couldn't schedule him on the mm-hmm. show. So they stopped writing his character. And I wonder like how many characters that happened with on Angel because there are so many that are in like four episodes and then never again. But yeah, so every one of the Angel things, I'm just like, yeah, here's in my notes. Here was another Angel montage. It's, where it's, yeah, it's, you, you could have just put it all at the beginning of the episode and just, yeah. you know, it all sounds the same. Angel trains, Angel tortures, yeah. Angel <laughs> interrogates. Angel descends into the sewers. <laughs> we all cringe. <laughs> he might look hot doing it, question mark, but we're still cringing. Yeah. Is this when he fights all those people? No, that's no not it, yet. Right? Okay, it's okay. Like, so I do have one thing to say about that. Yeah, it's like right after Lindsay and Lila walk back into the office and are confronted right. by Drew and Darla. Right. So yes, they we see Lila and Lindsay going back to work. And I I love Lila so much. I love that they're more like like you said, Kim, it's like they're at each other's throats. They're not like they would have like PTSD from this shit, like watching <laughs> every one of their coworkers, including their boss, get like brutally murdered. Right. But I love that the two of them are more just like bickering and more worried about what's going to happen to them, like what Wolfram and Hart's going to do. And like, I don't know, I I really love that. And I love that when they walk in, they both stop when they see Darla and Drew and Darla calls him Sweet Pea and is like, if I wanted you dead, I would have killed you in the wine cellar, Sweet Pea. And Drew has this really weird line where she says about Lindsay, he's got cow eyes, big and black. Oh, and that's a great line. Like a half-assed moo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The moo is so good. <laughs> <laughs> she looks phenomenal, too. I love this look. This is gonna... Really? 
Yeah, Drew's Drew's look here. Wait, is this not the same thing she wears? This at the is end? not the sweater. Okay. No. Okay, because I hate that sweater. Jail for that sweater. <laughs> 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 and I love Darla like going up and being all like baby whispery sexy and then being like i'm in love with you and then fucking laughing then drew laughs then lila laughs then darla tells lila to shut up yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) you're not one of us you can't sit with us yeah um and i i do like that we at least get some kind of explanation for why they did spare them and i do think darla's posturing a little bit because i feel like she spared Lindsay not just so he'd be it's like because she did kind of like him not like not like him, but like likes like you yes. know when somebody likes you and you like having them around, but you don't necessarily like them that much. But yes. you know, you're still going to enter. You're still going to entertain yeah. them so that you can be entertained. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. But you know what I mean? Like I do think because if it was just like oh anyone that could be the partner, I'll spare. I don't think Lindsay. I don't know. I but I do think there was a little bit more. Lila definitely was just like oh she's someone I kind of know. I'll spare her too, just in case. Well, it's yeah. like if she has like a, a a cage full of pet rats, and there's one rat that you you know kind of care a little bit more about. If you know you're, you yeah. have to keep if you have to keep two rats out of your fifty, you know <laughs> I'll keep that one. You know that's Lindsay, Lindsay. Lindsay also like took their side sometimes, so nice to yeah. have him. And Lila, on the other hand, maybe didn't, but also like knows the rules, and even if she abides by them, it's good to have someone who knows the rules. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe they at least know Lila's like very capable at yeah, that shit. True. <laughs> Although like, and I, I feel like, the, like she says, the only reason they, I feel like killed Holland Manners rather than just killing everyone around him is because he, what is she, she says something about she doesn't like being used, right? Yeah. yeah I love yeah. being used. And she sent, what is it? I, if I recall, I believe I sent you a 15 body memo to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that. They're like, yeah, she's like, yeah, that was just revenge. And that's why I fucking murdered those people <laughs> um, to like prove a point. And her, I just love seeing her and Drew together. Like they're such a good duo of like, it reminds me of Buffy season five. Whenever Glory was around, you would be like, oh shit. Cause like Glory literally could murder any one of them in a second. <laughs> and like, that's how I feel when it's Darla and Drew together. Cause they're both like Darla's very calculated. Drew is not, but Drew is going to listen to Darla. And I just, it's like, you don't know. She could be like, all right, now we're going to murder you. Now we're going to eat you. Now we're going to rip your arms off. And like, that could happen, right? And yeah. I do also like like the sibling relationship they almost yes. have, right? Like we use a lot of um grandmother, mother, sibling. <laughs> like there's just their relationship is is so interesting that way. But like in the sibling uh way, Darla's like super annoyed with Drusilla a lot of oh, the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> like she can, yes. when Drew like starts going off on her like, yeah. you know, little I see the stars. Bit. And they're yeah. both they're both dangerous in their own way, right? Like Drew's like unpredictability and that her visions, right? Like this like makes her dangerous. But like Darla's not Spike, Darla's not putting up with it, you know? And yeah. he, she also doesn't benefit then from Drew's visions because Drew's telling her what's about to happen half the time. Yes. And without an interpreter, you know, <laughs> like that information sort of like falls to nobody. But at the same time, Darla, like Lila, is very capable and just her as a villain in this episode, very much like um, Holland's as a villain in the previous episode. Like she really shines as a villain in this episode, in this scene and a lot yeah. of the other ones, you know, the one where, where they just walk into um, that like room of like fighting demons is a good yeah. example too, where she just like sort of owns the room. She really does. Right. She has a really good presence of like, 
this is the woman in charge. Like you listen yes, to her. She absolutely. very much has that. <laughs> yes, I will listen to you, Julie Binns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then then we get the montage of Angel fighting the vampires in the sewer, which I put in my notes looks nearly identical to the set that he fights in the trial. Um, just lit differently. It's lit blue. And I can see that. It was such a weird set, wasn't it? Yeah, okay, so what is this supposed to be? A sewer? Question mark? Why, why are there <laughs> blue lights in the sewer? To, to, I need to spend more and time like on that? Very well structured and yeah, clean. Uh, clean. Clean. <laughs> no shit covered walls as I would expect a sewer to look like. I gotta ask um, my friends in LA like what their sewers are like, right? Like... <laughs> I feel like in movies and shows, sewers and air ducts are just always way bigger than they actually yeah. Maybe it's an air duct. Maybe that's where it is. <laughs> well, is it dro- the air duct at LA He does, like, drop himself down like there's, like, a secret passageway, like, to the sewers. I think it's, like, supposed to be the sewers. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Or, like, passageways under Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. Which are like- usually sewers. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, which, like, usually that's just a sewer, <laughs> but whatever, he... Also, it's so stupid, like, what? what is he... Tra- He's been fighting vampires, we've been watching him fight vampires for five years now, so, like, I don't know, he's fine, he doesn't need to train, it's not like he doesn't know how to fight them. And I also feel like vampires are kind of like, like him and Buffy, vampires are not, like that much of a struggle to fight i mean there's like it's he's got to be more emotionally ready and he's like getting emotionally ready through getting physically ready question mark he's just getting himself hopped up it's like going to like a bar and you want to get into a fight right because you Going on to fight the big boss at never, the end of the week. Never thought that before, <laughs> but okay. Well, I'm saying this. This is what he, that's what he's doing here. And so he's just he's working his his nerve up. He's like, you know, just imagine you like working out at home and then like going into a bar like in Texas and like fighting everyone. Uh, I'm, I'm not fighting anybody. I'm into I it though. That. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you're into it, I I love how much you've brought up bar fights in like all the recordings we've done, Zach. I do love, I miss a bar fight. I miss being like a 21-year-old angsty motherfucker who <laughs> thinks he's invisible. I would never get into one of those now. Oh, <laughs> uh, now you're just friends with me to fulfill your angst. Um, there you go. We'll, we'll get into <laughs> a bar fight. And watching Angel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Please don't get to a bar fight with Ian. <laughs> <laughs> um, promise me right now. <laughs> I know, promise if, if we're talking about the only time I've ever almost been in a bar fight was because of Kim, because I was defending her. <laughs> and I was like, this oh, guy yeah. is going to kick my ass, but I'm going to still yell at him. <laughs> the guy that I gave, the time I gave the Christmas tree guy the free tickets. Anyway. <laughs> they were expired. Yeah. Anyway. I love talk- the little, the little out of context, little <laughs> context. <laughs> <please rot. laughs> um, so then we cut to Caritas and... I do like that the gang just happens to meet up there. And I like that Wes and Cordy kind of, my brain was like, but why would they go to a demon bar to drink? Like they are human. They could be murdered there. And then they both mention that they're there to sing. To, so Lauren can, mm-hmm. you know, tell them whatever. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. Mm. Cordy looks great too. I love this coat. She does. And I like when he, Wes asked Cordy who's going to help her through it. And she says, Can Shania Twain and Madonna, <laughs> man. And we got We Are the Champions. Come on. I know. <laughs> they probably couldn't afford Shania Twain or Madonna song. Probably not. This was the early 2000s, right? In yeah. um, on the other hand, I also love when Wesley asks Gunn what he would sing. And he's like, 
you wouldn't know it. And like, we yeah. don't like, cause you know, we're all like, Oh, we want to know, but it's just, it's perfect. Yes. It's yes. perfect. It's so fitting. It's kind of aware like of like, you know, the fact yeah. that like gun is a black man on a show that's like mostly white people. Right. As well. I feel like it's like, no, like that's mine. Like you can't have it. And especially Wesley wouldn't like maybe yeah, Cordelia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think maybe Cordelia, but I feel like Wesley doesn't know most of this. So yeah. <laughs> I feel like Wesley wouldn't even know like Shania Twain or Madonna. <laughs> Shania Twain, the Madonna, none of it. He knows like <laughs> Enya, you know, yeah. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what does he say? Isn't he saying like maybe Cat Stevens? Like that's who he says he might. <laughs> I could see him doing running up the hill. That'd be a nice one for Wesley. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and I, I, then we get like the, this is a very Buffy verse type cut when Cordelia is saying, uh, well now Angel's all alone. And then we cut to him not alone and like shaking up. Yeah. Merle, yeah. Um, who's like the reoccurring informant. Zach, I don't know. Have you seen him yet? Yes. I yeah, have okay. seen him. Well, I remember him. And so okay. I know I've seen him before, but yeah, he's like a random reoccurring character that Angel like beats Just up let me get the information. I'm bad. I'm Angel <laughs> Boreanis. <laughs> he tells Angel of a spot in La Cienica to go find them. Do we know what this is? Is this like a demon fight club or are these like... That's what I have it written down is. He calls it a bar, but then it's it's not a bar. Right? It's fight it's club. Not. It's fight <laughs> club. It's like a warehouse. Yeah, fight club warehouse. Yeah. So Darla and Drew crash this whatever demon fight club. And the leader's like, oh, I've never heard of you. And then Drusilla rips off his ears, which I love. Like, give yeah. me more of that shit from Drew. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I like how they also walk in there and, like, nobody fights them. You, you yeah. can, at first I was like, they would get fought with. But then I'm like, no, like, the the gall of them maybe yes. is, is just stops everyone and the way that they're talking. And then Drew does that. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, let's yeah. not, let's, let's listen to them talk. Yeah, in this universe also, I think um, demons are very willing to follow a smooth-talking female baddie, <laughs> i.e. Yeah. Vampire Willow. Like, nobody questioned Vampire Willow, right? She just broke a couple fingers, and they all followed her. Um, it's the That's exact true. same thing here. <laughs> they're all gay men. <laughs> yes, they're like, you, you look fantastic. What would you like us to do? Be your muscular slaves? Absolutely. <laughs> this is one of those times, though, where, like, Darla would benefit from listening to Drew, and it seems like... Like Drew's like messing up this like posturing that she's doing, but at the same time, it's like no, like pay attention to what she's saying because she's literally telling you that Angel's standing in the crowd right here. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> she because she mentions it, and Darla has a full freak out, and she's like moving people out of the way <laughs> and trying to look at everybody's faces. Yes, and like i i kind of love that drusilla like you said drusilla is literally telling her like throughout this episode she is saying out loud what is going to happen but we know what it is only because we're viewers and it would make sense that darla would have no idea what the fuck she's talking because she's not spike <laughs> yeah okay, maybe drusilla should have like sped it up and said hey i see fire and us in it or something a little bit more specific i mean she eventually says she it. sees fire Oh, goodness. <laughs> she does. And I, I mean, not that Spike's the best interpreter of Drew, but like, even when he's like babying her about it, like, he's still at least listening. Yes. Mm. Yes. I agree with that. This is what? This is season five? Of Buffy, so what, yeah. 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 What is Spike doing right now? Just um, moseying around Buffy's house? Basically. Yeah. This is when okay. he's like having a crush on her. Yeah. Mm. He's out for a walk. <laughs> yeah. After this episode is when Drusilla goes back to Sunnydale. I like, got you. Okay. Yeah. 
Also, kind of silly that like he's just in a hoodie yeah, and like well, in vamp face. Yeah, but like, <laughs> can't they smell each other? Like, don't well, they know he's there? That's what I would think, right? They they like they're related. They're all related. Yeah, come on. I guess there's a lot of smelly demons there. That's true. All right, but I I just I do like the like uh, he walks behind her and that's when Drusilla like snaps and she's like, oh. He's here. He's watching you. Yeah. And like, what's this card that they drop? Like, yeah, <laughs> I was wondering about that. They have like a calling card or like, it's like, they have a phone number now. They don't even live anywhere. They like, set up when, offices. They have yeah, offices now. When do they have time to do that? <laughs> like Drusilla just fired Darla like two weeks ago. It doesn't okay. matter. They work fast. They have an LLC now. You I know thought what? it was cute though, that they dropped a little <laughs> card. I don't know. Uh, um, and what does she say? Like the winners get to join or something like that, right? Yeah, like they're they're starting a crew. Yeah. Then we get more of Angel narration. Uh, <laughs> we cut back to Wolfram and Hart. I really like Jim. I'm curious what you thought of this scene because I really liked Lila doing this like shitty CD setup to him. Yeah, yeah. I I think like the 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 moment where he grabs her and like they're about to make out is such a good little fake out you're like oh something's gonna happen and then it's just mm-hmm. like no like he's he's a little he's he's on top of it like he's got it but like I, I thought they were point. they both acted their parts very well like it was I forgot that that was what was gonna happen and I kind of believed like both of the ways that they were acting in the moment so yeah I think it really pulls out their potential and just this way that they hate each other like is is sort of beautiful it's like fun to watch right yeah absolutely zach what'd you think no i completely agree with that i think i I just i like seeing them go for each other yeah and then the entire setup towards the end of this where they are actually gonna have to best each other you know yeah that's that's the fun with them yes i agree and i they both, like you said, Kim, they both do it so well. Like, it makes for such an enjoyable watch um, that even rewatching this, I had forgot what was going on. I was like, wait, I don't remember them, like, hooking up. And it was like, oh, right, that's why I don't remember, because it's <laughs> a setup and it doesn't actually happen. And I love Lindsay saying, I would never take files from my boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I like that, like, even though we got to know and we kind of liked lila by this point it's like we're reminded oh right they are like shitty cd lawyers like they are not yeah even if it's like they're both in the same boat together they're still not going to play it out like we are together in this i mean you like them like you like any villain they're just these weird like tertiary villains yeah they're like the they're they're the part of the big bad but the fact that it's a law firm makes it like weird because it's the they're not specifically the big bad Right. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I, I like that he also like clocks it immediately when she gets close to kiss him and he just like yeah. pulls out the I, I really like that. And then uh We're back at the bar. Back at the bar. Yeah. Right. And I like this is me. Cordelia's drunk and she's getting loud and she's blaming everyone for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do love it. I love Charisma Carpenter doing it drunk. Yeah. It's it's and I, I I was looking at their drinks and she had she had margarita with salt in the room, which is really nice to see. Which feels fitting. <laughs> yes. I like how they're all drunk, but like at first she's definitely the one that is like the most drunk. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, are all of them drunk? And it's like, well, she definitely is. <laughs> 
She, she needs some girlfriends, man. She does. <laughs> she really does. Where's Harmony? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, could you imagine <laughs> their drunken nights out? Uh, that would be fin- fantastic. <laughs> I feel like I would have so much fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay, so we get back to the bar. Everyone throws around a gun, calls Wes a pansy. Cordy uses the R word. Not great. Cordy says <laughs> the R word and calls Wesley an ass pansy, <laughs> a.k.a. a faggot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God, just say it, Cordy. We know you want to. Oh, no, just say it. Well, you have the past. <laughs> yeah. This was 2000 whatever. Um, and I like that then we like build up to like Lauren is like, you all want another round? They all yell Yes. Um, and they're like getting louder and yelling more. And they're like, also they're correct in saying he was obsessed with Darla because he he is obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. They're obsessed with him. <laughs> and is this also where Cordy mentions like, it's always some little blonde. Like she yeah, says that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's excellent. Yeah. I, I love her. And I love her always being able to like call him on that shit. She's like very good at it. And so they're building up, but they're yelling and then we cut to what, Zach? <laughs> Them doing what? We are the champions. Yeah. This Again, this could have been Man, I Feel Like a Woman. <laughs> it could have been uh, you don't impre- that don't impress me much, but we got we are the champions, which fine, I guess. <laughs> fine, I guess. Queen, queen is hard. Yes, but I we are the champions. I like, guess no matter what, they would have been they would have been bad at it, you know. So yeah, you know. it was fun though. It was fun. It was it was fun seeing them just yelling, you know, yelling, singing, and like you can see um, if you look at like Concordia, you can see her like vocal cords really straining as she's like yelling the words. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just I I like a drunk moment in a show or a drunk or high moment. Like, oh yes. I always oh, yeah. love that. It always like works on me oh and it's fun because their co-workers going out and getting drunk because they all just got laid off together yes. right so mm-hmm. it's like not on purpose but yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> just wind up at the same bar and so then lauren tells them he's impressed with their pain no no he's impressed with the pain that they caused him right. he corrects that yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little double-edged sword there cordy then gets a vision in front of everyone she's a girl in an alley and i the thing i like about this is the show is just like showing us that this is just a thing to get them somewhere. Like we're not having to like, Ooh, what is the thing? What is it? Like, Ooh, who's a girl they're saving? Because like angel season one would have like given us the girl they're saving, like walking home from her apartment, showing, talking to her I boyfriend. And, like, I, I don't need to see her backstory. Yeah. I don't care about random blonde girl. Number 32. Yes, I don't I just, I don't do not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was more for them. And that's what I really yes. loved about it. Yeah. And like, while like, the cutting from like angel training more to like them doing this <laughs> like all the training leads up to like this little little minuscule of a moment right like I it's, mean, I mean, he it's does a- kill like a gazillion demons <laughs> he needs to be really strong for that well, we don't even get a damn fight between them yeah. the three of them like we should have got fight part two like battle royale I, yeah, I just, yeah. Uh. Do you think it's because when we got the greenhouse fight in the previous episodes, Angel probably would have lost against them if Darla yes. hadn't have been like kind of fighting both of them? Mm. <laughs> like yes. they couldn't justify like the three of them all like like surviving a fight between like the three of them where they're really it's the two of them against Angel. I feel like David Boreanaz showed up on set and was like, man, I look like a pansy. I'm not fighting them again. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> God. Um, and then uh, we get Darla and Drew. This is when they're like walking out of that bar. This feels like, mm. I feel like we get this version of Drew saying this like 10 different times. And she's like, I didn't like the barkeep. His eyes got stuck in my fingers. And she does like, oh, well. <laughs> like, I feel like that's a very like Drusilla thing to say. Because mm-hmm. I feel like in season two, she of Angel of Buffy, she says something like, "I went for a walk and met a man. I didn't like him. He got stuck in my teeth." Um, mm-hmm. So I like that. That's like part of how she talks. Get some new material, Drusilla. <laughs> um, this shot is fucking gorgeous yeah. of Darla and Drusilla walking with the blue night behind them and street lamps and everything's out of focus behind them, mm-hmm. and it's just and it's like a really extended shot. Yeah. And it's it's gorgeous. Like you could screenshot this and frame it and put it on the wall. <laughs> and maybe I will. Um, yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I I do like that. This is where we see how like I almost feel like Darla left with Drusilla is like I don't know. It's like when like the coworkers you like are quit, and then this is the coworker you're stuck with, and it's like. <sighs> Really and like you don't remember how much you dislike them until yes. you've been alone for a while. Like at first it's like, oh, this is fun. Let's go shopping and kill a bunch of people. <laughs> and now it's like, mm, but you annoy me because I don't like poetry. Yeah. <laughs> that- and Darla's also trying to keep herself like busy a little bit because remember she did when she was first turned in, like was whipping Drusilla's ass and then asked her why. She was visibly upset, you know, and she turned it yeah. really quick. That doesn't mean she got over it. She just turned it. And so she's trying to keep herself going. Go, 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 go. She's a go girl because if she's not, then she sits and thinks about, you know, yeah, the life that this is second, third, whatever fucking life this is that she has, <laughs> but that life is gone now again. Um, and it's sad, you know? Yeah. Darla just has like, I don't know. I, I like the way I really, really didn't appreciate Darla enough when I watched the show live because I just like she has all these layers and you can kind of feel bad for her while knowing she's also evil. Right. Yeah. Because then she does start. Isn't this a scene? Yeah, this is when. No, this isn't when. Oh, yeah, this is when Drew tells Darla she's like obsessed and then yeah. Darla like does the thing where she's like, I'm not obsessed. You're obsessed. I, how could I be obsessed? In the perfect world, Angelus <laughs> would be here and he would be great and it would be wonderful. And like rambles her way into proving that Drusilla is correct, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but don't be don't be embarrassed in front of Drusilla though. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love how the conversation fades off because she's like, where is he? Probably flogging himself in a church somewhere. And Drew's like, ooh, flogging. <laughs> yeah. Ew, churches. Like so good. <laughs> I love that that's what they think. That's what they think of Angel also. Because that's yeah, what yeah. I also think of Angel. It's just <laughs> The brooding angel who is that's that's the thing flogging himself at the church. It's weird, right? Because like we can be like, yeah, that's corny, but then the characters make fun of him for it. It's, it's like, very, it's very yeah, self-aware. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so then this is, and Drew also mentions like the flames, the flames they hurt. Yep. Like, and mm-hmm. I, I know it's like that's easy writing, but I love that kind of writing. Be specific, Drusilla. <laughs> be specific, because this is about you're that pink sweater you got on. That she's nice a, pink sweater. She's you a probably poet. killed somebody for. Zach, she's mm, a poet no, for B. No, no. Write some, write some prose. It's some like prose. Give music. us a description. <laughs> she can't. She's a poet. Um. So then we go back to Wes and Cordy. They're fighting this demon. Gun kills it. Wesley gets like stabbed or scraped or something. I like how they go in without the weapons and they improvise with the weapons there. Yes. I think that's very, like, that's like important that they do that. And that's sort of, even though they kind of make fun of each other afterwards, like 
Cordy's like, no, like we did this, yeah. you know? And yes. they're like, okay, we did. You're right. Yeah. And I like that because she's yeah. correct. Because I like that they're drunk too doing this. Yeah. Like, what do you think about <laughs> yeah, it? I, I, think- I wish they would have walked off singing We Are the Champions at least. <laughs> that this would be us. <laughs> they're not drunk anymore. They got that like adrenaline rush that kills your drunk. The 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 visions immediately sobered her up. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Zach, now like we're like 10 shots in and like, oh wait, let's go find a demon. Yeah. It's time to I'm let don't say that because it'll get in our heads and we'll end up searching alleyways <laughs> for damsels. <laughs> um <laughs> And I do like Cordy's line of like when Wes is like, we should go to the hospital before I pass out. And she's like, and Gunn says something about how dangerous it was. And she's like, yeah, but out of everyone here, which one of us is dead? Which is a very good, like, I think Cordelia, she's like doing, like Willow did this, right? Like in the later seasons of Buffy, we started to see her be able to take charge because she's more confident in like, like Cordelia was always confident, but it was more like in Mean Girl things, and we're seeing her more confident in her like demon fighting, hunting, saving the world skills, which I like. Yeah, because she's a member of this team, yes. a valuable member of this team, and she has the visions. Yeah. So they ain't gonna know and just where to go save somebody. Constantly underestimating her. Mm, exactly. They need to start a union. This is the time. <laughs> Virginia can help. I would say Wesley's girlfriend mm-hmm. told them. <laughs> she's already she's already drafting it up. <laughs> um, we see Angel. We see Angel walking to where they are first, right? Like Angel. Yes, we. He goes into the warehouse and shuts the door, and then that we we cut to something else at some point. Yeah, so we know he's in there. I also love how little we've talked about Angel, even though it's his show. But like, right? He doesn't really do much because um, he's bad. <laughs> he's bad. I. I wish I do wish it could have been a I think it could have been a cool fight, but I feel like that's a way to save on budget, right? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I wanted no. I wanted to see a full like fight and then Angel go like full Laurie Strode. He's got a trap set up in this place, you know, <laughs> traps them in a basement or something, lights, you know, throws a flare down, lights them on fire. I mean it, that would have been a good ending to this, but I need the fight. I need the fight. Yeah. So they walk in and they see that he's killed all their, like, all their muscle. And Darla kind of starts taunting him, right? Where she's like, why don't you come over here and stake me? Yeah, yeah. She's, like, doing her villain thing and he's just not talking over there, smoking a cigarette, which he doesn't do. So I was confused. (laughs) Until. But then, yeah, he drops it. And then you remember that Drew had just said it smelled like death or something. And Darla's like, no, that's motor oil. Yeah. Right? And yeah. like, oops. <laughs> let's let's put all these things together more quickly, y'all. <laughs> yeah, Darla, it was both. Um, I do also <laughs> like that Darla says Angelus. Yeah. Like right before he lights them on fire. Because even, like, I like that he's even throwing off Darla, who has known him for like. Um, Centuries. Yeah. <laughs> Angel's a theater kid. <laughs> God, he is. He's like, this is my dark era, and no one talked to me. Says, you think he painted his room black before he left, <laughs> like before he went out? Um, he, we all know, Angelus has the pale lips. So all you got to do is look at his mouth. If he's got pale lips, he's Angelus. That is true. That like, yeah. Um, also, that reminds me of uh, Kim. You'll get a kick out of this. Zach and I recorded the other day, and I was wearing my. Um, I bought a Ken enough a Kenuff shirt um, from mm-hmm. the show, and it's like pastel-y tie-dye and Zach, Zach was like oh you're the opposite like you're wearing pastels and I know that means you're depressed <laughs> like in a movie or show normally it's the opposite <laughs> I was like it's a Barbie shirt it's different well with Angel you never know because he's always wearing dark clothes anyway yeah so it doesn't matter um he mm-hmm. throws his cigarette and they 
light on fire and oh boy their screaming is like pretty brutal incredibly rude incredibly rude <laughs> sexist racist homophobic somehow you know i think it's so cool i just like that he i don't know it's so brutal and like they are screaming screaming yeah and like we especially never see like i don't know we never we don't really see the big villains have that kind of thing happen right like they sell the pain yeah they really do i'm like are they gonna die right like knowing knowing (laughs) but wouldn't they because we've seen vampires on fire shorter than that and they're not as close to hydrants huh conveniently close to hydrants i do i do love that they're close to the hydrant just go straight over and like (laughs) i mean honestly i'm like not my drew (laughs) i I think, isn't it with fire that it's just, like, fire, they just light on fire, but, like, daylight is what makes them turn to dust? Oh, probably. Okay, that makes sense. I don't know, but they are always, they do play fast and loose with that. Like, a vampire can be thrown out into the sunlight and dust, but then, like, Spike can put a blanket over him and run for, like, miles and be fine. No, they should have just thrown a blanket over themselves. Yeah, that would have been fine. There's always, like, you know, a blanket <laughs> laying around in an alley somewhere. I also do like that she, I don't know that I would have even been, like, a fire, oh, good, let me open this fire hydrant, like, I had feel like my right. brain would just be like, I'm on Smart fire. Thinking. I know, I know, I know. I would get the hydrant again. Okay. <laughs> yeah. you, you would be there rambling about the stars and daddy. That's <laughs> like, come over here where the water is. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing that Angel starts to do that I do like is, and I mean, we said this in season one too, but this is where it gets good is that they start to do stuff that we didn't really see on Buffy. And I do like that. That shit I appreciate. Like, you know, the villains at the the height of their, like, getting it together being defeated by being fucking lit on fire. And, like, when Drew is, like, I like that almost Drew drops her pretense and she calls her Darla. And I don't think she calls her Darla prior to that. Because she's like, Darla, help, help me. And it's, like, weird hearing her not call her, like, grandma or, like, my daughter or whatever weird fucking thing she wants to call her. Because she's, like, she becomes more childlike, right? Yeah, yeah, like certainly. Hurt. She's like, help me. It hurts. Yeah. I know. I always feel so terrible for her, too. I'm <laughs> like, leave her alone. Get a job. <laughs> like, leave her be. She's fine. Um, and so, yeah, they, this, yeah, this is where, doesn't Darla say, like, he was some, like, that wasn't Angel Yeah, that either. wasn't Angel. That wasn't Angelus. Who was that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's a good little trilogy of lines, certainly, because <laughs> we, you know, you realize, like, oh, okay, like, this is somebody like there, there has been a transformation in this character. Yeah, that was Angel Boreanaz. <laughs> um, and then it, the only the thing that bothers me most is that this is that Drusilla is not on the show again because this doesn't feel like a proper end to that arc. I don't know. Is she not? Are you kidding me? Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> Where 100%. does she fucking go? Do we not see her? I know, but we don't see her get up and like grab some snacks from the 7-Eleven and get on the train. And how did, how did she like gather herself? Yeah. It always, it drives me nuts. And it's so weird because it feels like bad writing or like they couldn't get the actor, but then the literally the next, like when the shows were airing the next week, she is on Buffy. That's the episode where she goes to Buffy. She'd she'd have been there 10 more episodes of the S. Right. Like, that sounds like a Josh Wheaton thing to me. <laughs> I, I had heard that there was like, I think maybe, and Zach, you might know, because I think you, did you watch Dexter, Zach? Yes. Was Dexter on at this point? It must have been, right? 
because I know that they had like scheduling problems with Julie. What Bennett. year was this? Was this 01? <sighs> I think so. Dexter TV series started in oh no, 2006. January 01. Oh, huh. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't on yet. I've I've read that they had scheduling problems at Julie Benz and that that reshaped the last half of the season. But I like again, I don't know how true that is because it's like a rumor. But right, it's like so weird that Drusilla like doesn't we don't see her leaving. She just is they mentioned that she's gone, right, Kim? Isn't it like passing dialogue in the next episode? They're like just like, oh yeah, Drusilla left town. I need to watch that episode then because that like I remember her acting I mean, her usual Drusilla self, but like not as affected as you would be if you just got your ass set on fire. Right. And that's why I think it's true. <laughs> very true. They make a comment in that Buffy episode. That's why she's wearing a scarf to mm-hmm. hide her burns. And she has like, Kim, isn't it just like a little mark on her face? I think. I don't remember exactly. It's like, she's got something on her chest, didn't she? Yeah. And it, but it's like, barely... I always thought that was like a steak mark. Yeah. When I was younger. It's supposed to be from like being lit on fire <laughs> mm-hmm. well. um but so i also in my brain that was always the last beat of this episode was like them just sitting yeah the and then there's horn. more <laughs> but yeah there's more uh what is the more kim <laughs> well we go to warfram and heart yeah. and from there we discover that no one's killing Lindsay or lila anytime soon because they get to be co- executive vice presidents of special projects together. I'm glad you wrote it down. Yeah, me too. It was, it was, it was a whole, it's a, it's a made up title <laughs> that doesn't exist. I will have, you know, Kim, this is why, again, which one of us has the PhD. I wrote, <laughs> they are appointed acting joint co-presidents. <laughs> like I, I, I missed all the rest of that. I don't know. I, I wrote, I wrote co-partners. <laughs> oh, they really excelled. Teamwork. I was just, there was this tweet going around. My friend Alex better tweeted, who's been on the podcast a few times. Like, there, you know how there was that meme going around where it was like open couple one hot. It was like, and people were like posting memes. Of, I think it might've been while you were off Twitter, Zach, mm. it, they were like, I keep thinking of that in relation to podcasts where it's like two podcast hosts, one smart. <laughs> and here it's well, three podcast hosts, one smart. <laughs> one smart. Y'all are too kind and too cruel to yourself. <laughs> I also didn't, Kim, did you remember that? Cause I didn't remember. I knew they totally didn't kill them, but I don't remember them getting like in charge of that department. I mean, I feel like they become the two Wolfram and Hart people that we know the best, so it makes yeah, sense. That's true. Yeah, I kind of. I think I just always thought they just like. I mean, I remembered Holland dying, but I was like, I don't know. I just thought they just were still just lawyers there. Um, <laughs> and I do like how ominous it's like. You know, just a regular guy, but he's like kind of shadowy the whole time. Mm-hmm. That room is dark. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. when he says like the senior partners will be watching you, I think that's yeah. a really good like. They'll fuck it up. I just, I don't know. I like that shit. Yeah. Then we end on Mr. Angsty fighting, <laughs> throws a dart in a dartboard. Uh, it's a knife. It's a knife. It's knife. not even a dart. Right. Knife. So when Wesley walks in, I did love this. Wesley walking in and being like, bitch, we're going to do this anyway. We own this hotel. This is our place. This is our business. And you do what you do. If you need to stay down here and be creepy and by yourself, you can do that. But we're saving the world. And again, he doesn't say anything. Again, these last two scenes where he is in the warehouse and about to drop the cigarette. And then when Wesley comes down and he's throwing the knives or whatever, like this is when I realize, oh, he hasn't said a word this whole episode. Because these these are moments where Angel, the not Angel Morianas, uh, (laughs) would have talked. 
You know, he likes to talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in this case, nothing both times. And I'm just, I was just waiting for him to speak his first word of the episode in the warehouse and then in this moment with Wesley and we just get nothing. Nope. Yeah. We get, we get, let them fight the good fight. Uh, yeah. Someone has to fight the war. Uh, <laughs> uh, let, again, let Buffy say it and I'll be <laughs> on the floor. It'll be an amazing line, but Angel, call, uh, Mr. Boyan is. <laughs> Right, it's so corny. Like ugh. it is. Ugh. And but I do like. I like that they are basically like, "Hey, fuck you. We're still going to do this. You're being an asshole, but we're still doing this." Because also, I just don't understand his logic there. Right? Like even with his narration of they can fight the good fight, I have to fight the war, and it's like, no, but asshole, they would help you fight Darla and Drusilla if you just weren't a dickhead about it. Like, Also, you could have killed Darla and Drusilla. Yeah. You chose not to. You had their asses on fire. It only takes one swipe of a sword to cut their heads off while yep. they're running for the fire hydrant. <laughs> like, you had your chance to fight the war. You didn't do it. Clearly, you're not a valuable member of Angel Investigations. <laughs> Zach is done with them. Done. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tim. I don't know what's your what's your professor brains because I don't know the the writing with that doesn't quite land, but I do like where we go with it. I just the reasoning and the like logic just isn't there for me. Of him not killing them? No, of him like I guess like that paired with what he's saying, the way he's talking about it. Like I have to do the dirty work. It's like, well, you didn't even fucking kill them. Yeah, I mean, I I don't. I didn't pay any attention to the monologues. Like, yeah. I mean, and I, I, he does say the battle war thing at the end. I remember him saying that, but I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> you know, my, my professor brain doesn't have time for your broody monologuing. <laughs> like, let's get to the characters that are interesting. And I mean, I, I like know. Angel as a character more than Zach does, like certainly, mm-hmm. but it's just like, he's in his, like, like you had said at one point, unfortunate reference, like he's like Harry Potter in five, yeah. like, book five right now, where it's just like, dude, shut up. Like you, you're better than this. Yeah. He's giving himself a little too much drama. He's about to come out and be like, all my life I had to fight Angel, right? And that's just <laughs> calm down, sir. You have a team. We've gone through this. Yeah. You have a team now. You yeah. have you have people. You just fucked up Darla and Drew. Just like, okay, calm the brooding down a little bit. Go back upstairs. Let's all discuss. See what we're doing. Clearly, we've chased Drew out of town. I don't think it's so- bad writing, though. You know, like, right. you no, know, I, don't I think, think so. it's just where, where his character is at right now and, the more, you know, why we don't like characters in these positions is because they're annoying, because they're in their head, because they're not going to therapy or listening to their friends or whatever. <laughs> I like the idea of Angel going to therapy. <laughs> I don't. Don't do it. Don't I do mean, it. There, there, if there's like, you know, witch unions, there's got to be like vampire therapy. <laughs> That's true. Or like demon therapy. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Why do you feel the need to kill? Why do you feel the need to drink blood? To survive, ma'am? <laughs> if she's a vamp, if they're a vampire therapist, they know that. They'll be like, yeah, Zach. why do you feel the need to cut, your off? You cut yourself off? <laughs> well, then they could have added those when they take over Wolfram and Hart. Okay. <laughs> That's also him dropping the ball. I mean, maybe they, maybe they did and we just didn't see it. Cause that seemed. No, like- cause every LA went into, <laughs> hell la got taken over by hell <laughs> well uh yeah and then the episode ends spoiler on alert. him throwing the knife at the dartboard oh, spoiler alert speaking of spoiler alert nick says boo felt so bad that he thought he spoiled the show for you zach 
in the trial because he texted me and he was like ian you didn't tell me they didn't know like i didn't mean to spoil it for them i was like no it's fine they get spoiled they know doing the podcast (laughs) i i i I get spoiled all the time it's okay because i I like i know the direction we're going anyway yeah so just it's also it's sort of ambiguous the only thing i was spoiled on that was i I was very very disappointed on but i i was very happy that it did get spoiled for me was that angel and cordelia don't get together yeah (laughs) because i was livid i was livid after that but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad knowing that now rather than watching and waiting. Right, but it's fine. But it's fine. Is it fine, Kim? <laughs> Is it fine? You forgive it. You do. You do forgive it because it eventually ends with a very good end. She's too good for him. So <laughs> fuck that. They work so well together. Um, no, but yeah, it was funny because so it was the episode the trial that I wasn't there. Nick says Boo was there, and he. Uh, I forgot. I don't remember. What did he say that you and Dana both didn't know? It was something about Connor because we were talking about Connor, yeah. I think. So it was something to do with that. Because I, I, yeah, you're right. Because I remember whatever you were talking about, I was like, yeah, but he was able to talk about it. So he at least knew that like that character exists and that's not for a while. Um, okay. We're at the end. Uh, favorite scene, Kim. My favorite scene has to be. I think when Darla gets annoyed with Drew and Drew's basically telling her the future, like I, <laughs> I know the outfits aren't the best in that scene, but as Zach pointed out, it is a beautiful scene with like the sort of like um, unfocused background and like the blueness of everything and the way they're centered. So it looks good minus the Drew's sweater. Um, and I, I just like that Drew's like telling her what's going to happen. And not only is she not listening, but just like how like snappy and annoyed she gets with her. I think it says a lot about their relationship. I don't know. And y'all know I love it. A Drew. You do. A Drew poem. You do. <laughs> uh, Zach? Uh, I'm going to say the same thing, but I'm going to simplify it a little bit just to the <laughs> shot. Just because the shot is truly gorgeous. Like, even the sweater looks amazing in that shot. It's just, it's it's really well done. I mean, my mine's, I, I have a tie and it's neither, neither of them are the scene you picked. Um, you don't have to be different. Yeah. <laughs> him, well, uh, I think this is a pretty obvious one. Him lighting them on fire as my favorite. Like, that's <laughs> fucking no, cool. Uh, uh, no, that's patriarchy. <laughs> well, you know I am sexist, so. Um, <laughs> either that or, but it's tied with the drunk karaoke, because I love a drunk moment. Give me more Cordy Wesson gun drinking. Oh, that would have been a great song for them to sing, too. What? Give me more. Oh, right, right. I, uh, it wasn't out yet, but it would have been fun. Favorite outfit, Zach? I like I like Cordelia's uh, uh, fur coat look. I think the hair didn't look as bad with that fur coat. All right. So, All right. Yeah. Kim? Uh, the, absolutely that coat, because that is a coat I either owned or would have owned in my late teens, early 20s, and 100% would still own today. I think you should own it today. <laughs> I'm, I want you guys to know, I did not realize, I, I'm like literally rewinding the episodes. I have it up on mute because I like don't remember what coat you're talking about. You're like, about. they wore clothes? What? What? It's, got like a, it's got like a floofy, like feathery collar. Oh, yeah. It's like a hundred, like I had that coat. Yeah. I had it in brown and I had it in gray and I did never had one in black. Kim, oh my God, wait. It was like grayish purple, right? Yeah, it was like mauve-ish. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. It's very vampire. Yeah. Very vampire. <laughs> Ian, Ian's favorite outfit is the Angel's Angel's white tank top when he's in his training montage. <laughs> I, you know, it might be that. I think instead of, I went with Darla and her all blacks. I do think she, Darla looks really good in this episode and I love a uniform black. Um, yeah. But maybe I'll go with, with Angel because those arms were looking nice. Were they? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're not. I can't, I can't, I, I'm blonde. I can't see over the brooding. <laughs> Um, Professor Kimberly Ann Southwick, what grade do you give it? 
I'm going to give it an, an A minus. Oh, all I right. think that I'm the the brooding doesn't really if you ignore it and you're just like whatever he's hot and uh, doing the brooding thing and the rest of the episode's fine. Ooh, I'm into all it. Right. All right, Zach. I will say that the the brooding there's not enough of it for it to be like that annoying. Yeah. It's just fun to make fun of and point out. Um, so I guess B plus is what I'd say. Mm-hmm. I. See now, now I'm the one that's the the harshest grader. Now I'm like rethinking my grade. I D. Gave, I gave it a B minus mm. because the only reason it like the thing that bothers me most about it is that it's an abrupt end to this really this arc that had such good potential, and I feel like it's a weird like fart of an ending because it's just like yep, and then Drusilla's gone, and like okay, so you're you're adding it. Along uh, with the other two, then. I guess right. I guess okay. I'm like considering it in context of the other two, but it that's fair, you know. I yeah. mean, but I I mean I, I did sort of I gave the other one an A, mm. so I felt like it had to be a dock down like a little bit because it's not as good as uh, yeah. the middle one, but yeah. Well, all right, yeah. I maybe I'll go with a flat B instead of a B minus. I'll bump it up to it. I had B minus slash C plus, but now yeah, I feel like C plus is what I did a lot of like Angel season one episodes, and this is not. This is way better than an Angel Season 1 episode. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you both for doing this. Thank you all for listening. My brain has been mush lately. Zach and Kim have been very patient with me. I even You're doing planned, great. I even tried to plan this episode around their availability and forgot to ask a third person because that's where my brain is. Okay, but do you need a third person? Really? We did great. I think you have, you have two A-list celebrities yeah, I here. Mean, yeah. you, so. <laughs> I mean, what's better than Ian talking to his best friends? Exactly. Um, but uh, if you want to follow us, we are at SlayerFestX on all social media platforms. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. If you want to follow me, I am at Ian X Carlos on all social media platforms. Kim, where can everyone find you and get your book? Yeah, if you love Drew and or poetry, check out my poetry book, Orchid Alpha. If you go to my website, KimberlyAnnSouthwick.com, there's a link there. And also it should be on my socials. I'm on Twitter at Kim and Joe South. And Zachary, where can everyone find you and your other shows? You can find me just like a quick bounce off of the book. Uh, the Orchid Alpha book is very, very good. My favorite one is I sent it to Ian, actually. It's <laughs> Why Are We All Suddenly Afraid of the Kitchen Floor? It's a very good poem <laughs> out of that one. So, uh, but you can find me uh, by searching Zachary Patton Garcia. I'll usually pop up. You can search My Bloody Judy, a horror podcast I do with Ian Carlos Crawford here. And. Yeah, that's you know, <laughs> good stuff. Find me in the in the sewers of yeah, LA, <laughs> the giant sewers. Um, yes. All right, everyone. Well, we will see you next time. Bye.